Hey there, welcome to the Mystic Mindcast. And today I want to welcome you to a new series called The Quantum Connection. Stay tuned. I want to welcome you to a new episode and a new series, in fact, called The Quantum Connection. I have been hesitant in starting the series because I felt that I didn't really have anything. What is The Quantum Connection about? You're probably asking yourself, well, let's just say that I have been following people like Brian Scott, Aaron Doherty, Dr. Dispenza, the first name escapes me at the moment, but I follow those people, including Abraham Hicks. And if you know those names, then you know exactly what this is going to be about. But for those that don't, I'm going to try my best to break it down as best as I can. So, we'll start with something a little simple, simpler, rather. And that is the human, well, human psyche? Well, let's just back up for a second, because that's that that sounds very complex. You're gonna have to excuse me. There's all the midnight races going on, and I can hear them in the distance. Like they're just so loud, because I'm like near H1. And around this time on the weekends, the races start, and we hear them for miles. In fact, I used to live right by H1 and just it would just roar on for like 30 minutes or so. Just kept going. Anyways, what are we talking about today? Well, a friend of mine, and actually two friends of mine, were talking on the phone, helping out one of our, one of our buddies. And, um, he wants to do something. And so my other friend was helping him out through it. I was on the phone. We're basically having a conference call about it. And he wants to do something. Um, I won't give full details, but he wants to accomplish something. I'll just keep it basic and simple. And the other friend was talking to the friend and was like, you know, and of course I was chiming in. And we're like, okay, I mean, that's cool, that's great to have ambitions and goals. And yeah, we got dogs out tonight for some reason, I don't know, but I've never had a dog in this area. Still hear it. Dogs are annoying. I don't hate dogs, but dogs are annoying. <laughs> they can be annoying. Anyways, we're talking to a friend. He wants to do something with his life. And 
he's telling us what he wants to do. And he says, I got all this stuff to do, all this, all this. And basically what it comes down to is, you know what? That's nice, that's great, but yes, you wanna accomplish these things, you wanna do these things, you have your, your goals, awesome. But what it came down to, and I don't wanna like point anybody out, was that there was a propensity of hesitation and and that's kind of like where this story starts not for this particular person but this is what this is about this whole episode is about wanting to accomplish something and then having that hesitation that thing within you, that voice that says, I don't know, you know, I don't know. And first of all, by no means I am perfect at this. I have my own goals, ambition, things that I want to do. I've accomplished a lot of little things in my life. I got some big things that I want to do. But we'll leave that for a different day as far as those things. The point is, is that each of us has something that we want to accomplish. Whether that's, hey, I want to go out with this girl. I want to get this, this job. I want to whatever it is and the names that I named are people that I follow that all believe that what we believe and think upon is attainable because the thought creates a vibration, creates energy, and wheels into action. And on the same token, kind of going on the law of attraction, if you're familiar with that book, The Secret. So, what is the secret? So, The Secret was a movie I watched years ago. I guess you could say this is my first foray into the quantum connection. Though, I've always been into these esoteric type of things. And The Secret just was a very simply basic movie that was very easy to understand but also could be lost in translation what do I mean by that 
You can hear all the electric lines just buzzing away in the background. By the way, I'm going on my Saturday night walk. I didn't mention it before. You see, hear the cars just blasting, blaring their engines away on each one. It's crazy. Just so loud. Anyway. It's very little breeze. The weather is uh, it's nice. It's just very warm tonight. And I feel like I've been sitting in my room all day just baking. So that's not the reason for the walk, but it's part of it. The other part is mostly the exercise I get out of it. So here we are. So if you hear my run keeper in the background, that's exactly what I'm doing. Going on a walk, exercise and all that. Helps the cause of me show getting in shape, getting back to where I was and beyond that. Just imagine being able to do things with just thinking about it. And we do it all the time. The secret kind of gave a very easy presentation of how that is, but a lot of people took it out of context. Simply, it's not about sitting on your ass thinking, oh, I want a new car. <laughs> and, and you'll get a new car. It's, it is that simple, but it's not that simple. Because there are a lot of things in between that can create that reality. And so kind of going back to my last podcast, if you listen to the one I was talking about my friend and having asked her out. So just to be very brief. I meditated, I got an insane amount of information from somewhere. Um, some people call it the source. Anyways, I don't want to get too complicated on this one, but we'll say that's where I got the information from. So, the information gave me things that I would otherwise wouldn't have known. And one of the things that I remember was that I had to, rather I needed to, ask her out. Or not ask her out, but rather because I knew we hadn't talked before, she wasn't looking for any relationship at the moment. And I remember that I, I needed to just tell her how I felt. And 
So not to ask her out for the present, but to kind of leave that door open for a later time. And so I did, of course, with a lot of back and forth in my mind. And I finally was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Hope for the best, not the worst. Because the best outcome is that, not that she'll say yes, because that's not the goal. That's not the objective, because I already know what the answer was going to be. I knew what she was going to say, to an extent. The point was, is to grow a seed. That seed was to let her know where I stand. And that was the most important thing, the most important part or piece to begin this endeavor. Whatever she said, and it wasn't yes nor no, which I knew that was also part of the information. And of course, a logical discernment because I knew we had talked already. And so neither one of those answers well, I wasn't looking for one of those answers to be, because I already knew. The thing was to plant the seed, to let her know my position, what I was thinking, what I was feeling, and leave the door open. And she didn't really have to do anything. But the conversation did happen. The point of the story is that, please listen to that podcast. It's my literally the last one I made. Um, let's socially engage, or let's engage socially, one of the titles. But anyways, that's the series title. Anyways, check that out. The idea behind it, and this was a topic that came up with my two friends is that we, if we want something, we have to already be in the mindset that we have it already. It's not that, oh, I want it. It's, I have it. I'm not referring to my friend as an object. What I'm saying is that I have to believe that I deserve her or someone like her. And that's the mindset. And so the courage that it took me wasn't necessarily out of fear, but it was like, no, she's a good friend. And I deserve to be with someone like her. That's the thought process. Now, she may not think that she deserves someone. And that's a different story. I mean, and that was another thing that came up, but I was let you guys listen to my podcast because that is a different story. The point is, is that if we want anything in life, we have to believe that we have it already. And 
act like we have it already. Not, oh, you know, I'm working up to it. Um, yes, there is work. There's always work that needs to be done, but I'll just say this because my friend, he's like, you know, I got all this stuff and I want to do all this stuff, but there's hesitancy. I understand it because in certain parts of my life, that's where I'm at. I'm at these crossroads and simpler things in life that I have accomplished was easier to do. It was just like, oh, okay. But now as the decision and those choices become more significant, then lies the fear. Then lies the uncertainty that comes with that fear. It's like, well, I don't know what, what's going to happen. And obviously, if you've never done something before, like say, oh, I'm going to ask this, uh, ask my best friend out or something like that. There's a mass uncertainty there because, but if you think about it like this, and I had to think about it like this because I was in my head for a little bit after I told her how I felt. I was in my head for a bit, but then I had to remember and had to realize, which is something I realized before saying anything at all, is that she's a really good friend. We're very comfortable around each other and we vibe. And I have to remember that those positive things that we've done together, always go back to that. That that is a very positive space to be in because those things happen. Whether we end up together or not is a totally different story. The point being is that the groundwork is laid I have staked, staked what I've, that I, what I want, who I want. And not to say that that's claiming ownership on any person or anything like that. That's, but to say that this is who I want to be with because she's a very good person. Um, and one prime example because it is something that's pretty much on the back burner and I'm fine with saying that because it is it's something that's very recent for me and a story I can tell people because there's no bad ending. You know what I'm saying? The best case scenario is that I'll end up with a best friend, a good friend of mine. An alternative is that we'll still be friends, but we'll still know each other. We'll still talk and we still do. So, Obviously, 
there was uncertainty there. There's no denying that I was in fact, but having meditated and, and think and thought about it, it was more easier for me to do it. I can't tell you that it wasn't challenging at all, but, but what made it easier was that we do vibe. And those memories are there forever they'll be there nothing can change that you know unless one of us does something dirty to the other person which I can't foresee that <laughs> but for the most part those memories have laid a foundation and um, the groundwork for companionship whether that leads to an actual relationship as a couple or relationship as a strong friendship so going back to the little things or these well let me back up for a second I said little things because little things are easier right little things like oh you know I want um, I want a gaming laptop okay most people would be like, okay, I just got to get the money for it, right? But do you realize, let's just say, I'll use another example. I won't use a gaming laptop because I do have one. And I have acquired it fairly easily because it's something I wanted and I got it. But let's say, let's use, um, let's say a trip to Hawaii. People, there are people, there are those, many people actually. I live here, I've witnessed it for myself. There are people that have spent their lives trying to get here, and they finally get here, right? As a tourist, it's like, yo, I'm retired, I'm, you know, 50 years old, whatever, whatever age, 45, maybe in the 30s, whatever. First time in Hawaii, finally made it here. And they've spent, who knows, how long to get here for that one trip, that probably a week or two, maybe three, if they got the money. I'm not going to toot my own horn and say that, you know, I'm special because I'm not. I'm just a person like anybody else that have found myself very fortunate on the fortunate side of things. I kind of go back to, before I explain that, I kind of go back to my parents, rather my mom, because my mom was, she was basically a single mother, even though my father was there, it wasn't like he wasn't there, but he wasn't there as in say, a father, how a father should have been there. And so my mom basically had to raise us by herself with a fourth kid, basically. My father being the fourth kid, you know, the temper tantrums, etc. 
And so I kind of think back onto growing up, and I can say this now, but living in a basement in my father's foster mother's house, her basement, right? That's where we still, that's where I grew up. You know, up till I was like nine years old, I grew up in the basement. And I actually went back to that basement one day just because we had moved away to a different state. And I went back to that basement one other time after that. I think that was the only other time that I went back and I just, I was probably about 15 maybe, maybe younger than that, not sure. Anyways, went back to the basement. I, I don't recall, but we were in Chicago. And because that's where we live. Used to live there a long time ago. But anyways, we went back to Chicago to visit. I believe it was a foster mother, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, we were there. And I remember going to back to the basement. And I just remember it being so small. But like as a kid growing up, it was everything. It was, you know, besides the front yard I barely saw on the street, the backyard, the garage, etc., and the neighbor's backyard as well. That was my world. That was everything. That's all I knew. I mean, yeah, we'd go out from time to time, but that's where I lived. And having gone back just to see that basement, it was just so small. And I was just like, wow. It's, it was nothing like it used to be. Obviously, it was a basement. It was made for storage. But there was a living room. There was the bedroom. There was the kitchen, the hallway. And then the rest. The rest was pretty much storage. And then the stairway that led up to the first floor. That was it. But it was just so small. And so my mother had this, I have to, and this is why I go back to this, the story because it wasn't me that had the goal then. I mean, cause I knew, I didn't know any better. I didn't know there was like, oh, there's nicer houses. I mean, obviously I did, but I didn't know that it was possible as a child to be like, oh, we can live in a nicer place. My mom, that was her goal, her vision. And she made it happen. I don't know all the details, but she pulled us out of that, out of that rough place and into a much better place, an actual house that had a basement for storage, but we didn't live in the basement. We lived in the house up above, two-story house. Was it three bedrooms, four bedrooms? Yeah, one, two, three, four bedrooms actually five bedrooms we had an extra room for guests or whatever but 
We use it for storage or something like that. But five bedrooms. One, two, three, four, five, including a master bedroom. Extraordinary. Going from a basement to a two-story house with a basement with five bedrooms. Extraordinary. As I remember that as a child, extraordinary. And the backyard was was big. We had a yard, like a, a lot next to it, and the front yard with a tree. It was like this is great. It was a it was a big change for us. But inspirational, right? My mom was, you know, probably a little younger than I was now. Single mother, three kids, four kids if you count my father, which, like I said. Anyway, and I bring that up because present day, moving back to Hawaii, is that I never in my life imagined living here in Hawaii. And I say that because many people spend their lives trying to get here just for a week or two weeks or whatever. It's not easy. It's not easy maintaining to live here. But rather, I say that because most people can't. They don't know how. They, for whatever reason, they just can't do it. And it goes back to a mentality. It's not to say that you have to work your ass off to live here. Let's just say that I've been very fortunate where I haven't had to. And I, I'm trying to find a way to explain it as simply as I can, but I've been here for 12 plus years. It didn't, didn't start out on the best note. It was rough, rather, actually. Um, but that entire story I can leave for a different day. The point being is that I've been here, and even, even starting out rough, I managed to live here, to reside here for that long, without working too hard. And, you know, the crazy thing is that I remember those days, not even here, but those days where I worked two, two jobs, Damn near both of them full time because I was doing like, you know, I, it's crazy because I have dreams sometimes about these things. But going back to it, it was just like work two jobs, and this was in Indiana. You know, minimum wage was like seven dollars some change. The other one, I worked, I got tips as a driver, so that helped a lot. But I did that for a while, and it wasn't easy. I hear stories of people doing that here. Sometimes as many as three jobs. And I, 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 it's just, I know that for those people, life is hard. Life is not easy. Um, 
I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but I think the point is that my mentality for a long time has been life doesn't necessarily have to be hard. In fact, it could be rather easy. And I'm by no means, oops, <laughs> I'm by no means perfect at this because I know there's plenty of people where their lives are just, you know, it's easier and they make a ton more money. They're extremely successful in whatever that it, their endeavor is. And I'm not saying that I can't have that. But rather, I'm still working on that. But it goes back to basically saying that, you know, if you really want it, you have to believe you already have it. I mean, living here, I already have, you know, I, I have the residence of being here. It's not like it's something that's hard to believe now. It's, it's a reality. But years ago, it was a different story. I was, I was really like those hard times starting out. I was very uncertain of how things would happen or how they would unfold. But I took the plunge. I made the choice. I decided to stay. Right after I got out of the military, I decided, because, you know, they give you that one ticket home and they'll pay for everything, all your furniture, whatever. You got one ticket, straight one-way ticket home. I decided not to use it. I decided I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to make something happen here. And I did. I stuck it out. And like I said, starting out wasn't easy. But once the momentum picked up, I just kept going from there. But, you know, for a little bit, that uncertainty was still uncertainty was still there. You know, you know, even living in my car for a very brief time, which felt like forever. I don't know if you ever did this before, but living in a car is not easy. And I happened to do it for a little bit. It wasn't that long, but it felt like it was long. It was long enough to never do it again. And I look forward to bigger and better. I don't know about buying a house here. I don't know how long I'll be here, but I'm still here. I have stuck it out and it's only gotten better, but I still haven't gotten to a place where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm very successful kind of deal. But I feel good where I'm at right now. And I think that's the most important part. So, kind of want to finish this up, but the point is, and it doesn't matter what it is, but 
if you believe that you have it already, then you can manifest it. If you believe that you don't deserve it, and that's something that came up in our conversation with my two friends, you know, rather we was talking to the the guy, he really he wants to do something, but he's afraid. And I think that if anyone has a goal that's big enough to scare them, then they should be. They should be. They should feel like, you know, they're walking, you know, they're they're uneasy. Rather not uneasy, that's a, that's a wrong word, but rather that that feeling gets you, it puts you on your on the edge of your seat and it makes you more ready, more vigilant. Fear Fear is an interesting thing. It's not exactly a positive trait, a positive characteristic or positive emotion but rather it's a more negative one but fear can be used or rather changed into a different kind of energy one that does like I said get you ready it's fight or flight right and that fear turns into anger. Anger being a more positive emotion. Then you're ready to fight. And I believe that's the kind of fear that you want. It's the kind of fear that makes you angry. It makes you ready. It's like, I can do this. I got this. Going back to my story about telling my friend about my feelings. Yeah, I was uncertain. But through meditation and the information that I received, I became more easy. Also the fact that my friend and I have a history. So it was easier to be like, tell her what I felt because we were very comfortable around each other anyways. And so that fear turned to confidence. I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Sitting on the sidelines, I deserve this. I deserve someone like her. Because I do. Not to say that I'm God's gift to mankind or anything like that. But deserve someone like that, like her. Because we're cool, you know? That's the reason. She's a good friend. She's a good person to be around. What more could you ask for? What more could I ask for? I'm not greedy at all. I feel like sometimes I can be selfish and sometimes you gotta be selfish. I mean, why in the world where I leave it the chance. Let's just say, what if I didn't say anything at all? Right? 
Then what? She wouldn't know. She would never know. You know why? Because I've heard the story about the guy was like, you know, I'll tell you another story. I met this guy years back at a photography group. And uh, he told me this story. We became friends. And uh, he was telling me the story about this, this woman he knew. She was married. I don't know all the details, but she was married and she was wanting to get a divorce. But anyways, they hung out for a bit and I remember him telling me that he liked her. However, he never said anything. And years passed by and that regret grew and grew. Now, I don't know what happened because I don't know what happened after that, pushing the friggin' thing so I can make, walk across the street. But I remember the story being that years passed and she never really knew that he liked her. And, but, and she was seeking a divorce and everything, but it was like, I'm trying to remember the story as best as I can, but it's, it's been long and I haven't talked to this guy in years. But what I got out of it is that there was regret there from having not said anything at all. And I understand because he knew, he knew that she was married and going through something. And I guess adding that extra thing on top of that could have caused harm. Maybe he was uncertain about the whole thing. Maybe he believed that he would lose her altogether if he had said anything at all. I don't know. What I do know is that here in this realm, we have one life. Whether we reincarnate or not, I don't know. But this realm, here and now, we have one life. And we can either be afraid of an outcome or look forward to one. And I chose to look forward to, to an outcome. Positive, of course. Looking forward to a positive outcome. Which is something that doesn't always come easy because... There are many things in life, and I realize this, that in life, having to realize that these little things that kind of run in the background, which is something also that came up with our conversation with our friend, is that we believe for a long time, if we're unsuccessful and we have lived a certain way that we don't deserve things. We don't deserve this person. We don't deserve that job. We don't deserve that role because it's, it's a voice 
going back to that voice, going back to that. And I'll refer to it as software, as Dr. Dispenza refers to it as, is believing that you don't deserve something. And you may not even realize what you're thinking is creating your reality, which is something I'm learning a lot about these days. As well as my friend, we have these conversations to kind of keep each other on our toes and stay accountable. And I gotta tell you, it's one of the best things we've started doing because it keeps me on my toes. Like I've started doing like, of course, watching the videos and everything like that on the, on the subject matter that we stay creating, we stay in a position where we are progressing. Even if it's slow, it's something. It's a step forward in a direction better than being stagnated and staying in the same position, which if you're staying in the same position, it means you're going backwards. That means you're not progressing. Believing that we do deserve a, a certain lifestyle that we don't have, that we haven't obtained yet, but we do deserve it. And I have to believe that. Um, like I said, I'm not perfect at it, but I've gotten to a point where I'm realizing now that a lot of things that are, that have, that I have acquired and have obtained over the years is because of my belief system, because of my mentality. Going to the seminars and and being around these people that believe in the progression and manifestation, those things, those things are something that they don't really teach you in school. It's something you have to live in life itself. And eventually, if you're in search of a better life, you'll find it one way or another, or it'll find you. And as the saying goes, if you're not living your own dream, you're living somebody else's. And so, like I said, I'm gonna keep saying it, I'm by no means perfect at this at all. There's people more successful than me that have it a lot better. You know, they live in houses and stuff, but that's their story. What about mine? What about your story? That's the most important story of all, isn't it? That's not, because our timeline is different. Just because Joe Schmo, you know, got a house at age 25, has a wife and kids and is happily married, which is great for Joe Schmo. I'm happy for Joe Schmo. But I need to be happy for myself. I need to believe that if that's something I want to pursue, that one day it'll happen. And I can't do that if I, if I spite Joe Schmo. If I say, well, Joe Schmo is, you know, he didn't deserve that. But he obviously does. I don't want to get into other things, but let's just say, let's keep it simple. Joe Schmo is a good person. Um, and in this, 
in this story, Joe Smo is a good person. And he has wielded and manifested those things in his life because that is what Joe Smo wanted. And what do I want is the question. And that question, believe it or not, comes up very often. It's important to know what you want. That's why they say, you know, if you want something, create a dream or a vision for it. Create something that you can look at and that will generate positivity towards that. And it'll manifest itself faster because now in our lives, we have generated the thought process and those thought processes turn to action. Those actions turn into those things of which we desire in our lives. Little by little, because in that timeline, we have already obtained it and we haven't even realized it yet. That's why it's important to have that mentality of, I already have it. I already live this life. It's not getting ready for it, we're already there. And I am extremely thankful for all the things that I, I do have. But I also know this, I look forward to more, bigger and better, because I deserve that. And I have to believe that I do. For instance, I live with roommates. Roommates are great to an extent. However, there are things that I want outside of that. I desire to have my own place and I will obtain that one day. I'm thankful for where I live now. I'm thankful for the fact that I do have good roommates because I've had not so good roommates. But the point is, is that what I just said is I've already set in motion on this timeline that I live that one day I'm going to have a place of my own and that those roommates are more welcome to drop by if they're still good friends of mine but various reasons for having your own place and I'm sure if you've had roommates in the, then you know that having your own place especially because to already be in a place, let's say relationship-wise, roommates are great, but having your own place is a better situation if you're a couple with somebody. Not that it isn't with roommates, but it's a better situation. That desire that I want, it already exists. I just haven't caught up to it yet. That's all. But it's there. If you really want something, it's there. You just have to believe and it'll manifest itself. Because those Thoughts turn into action, and those actions turn into reality. Little by little, step by step, one at a time.
writing them, making a list, a vision board, whatever. I did those things. I need to do it more. Because I remember doing it like, it was like almost like, uh, like a habit. And I know if I start doing it again, that these things, that these smaller things that I, and I go back to the old list, like, damn, you know, I've accomplished damn near everything on that list. Probably everything on the list at this time. Make your own list, write it out. They <laughs> say you're, you're significantly times more um, going to achieve a goal that you write out. That you turn into reality. It's not in your mind anymore. It's not on a computer. It's a it's a a picture on a vision board. It's it's a list. It's whatever you want it to be. Some people call it a, a focus circle. Various tools and techniques to get this these things, these desires. It's not something that's just fantasy. This is real. And you can have it too. Gotta put in the work. Whether that work is meditation, finding yourself and changing that software from within, taking those actions that you gotta take to solidify these things. These are all part of the process. I realized that I kind of jumped around a little bit on this episode, but for the most part, the thing that I want to get across is that if you really want something, you can't have it. If you so too believe it. But it's not just about believing. It's about believing that you already have it. You already have, you already obtained it. It's just you haven't caught up yet that's it right there if you believe you can or you believe you cannot you're right either way I know that's not the exact quote but paraphrasing that is if you believe you, you can you cannot you're both they're both right. Because it's all about the mentality. Thanks for joining me on this first episode of The Quantum Connection. And I look forward to doing another one in the future. Be safe, stay creative, and I will catch you on the next one. Cheers, everybody.